Morning Live from Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. It is a great pleasure to be with you on a Ballistic Wednesday. Hope you're well. Big news right as we started the show today, or at least interesting news. Obviously, I did begin the show with a congratulatory remark to the world champion Braves. Um, Braves fans in particular who we know, if you live in this area, certainly you know a ton of them. And I know a lot of great people, good guys, fr- people I call friends who have uh, long rooted for the Atlanta Braves. So congratulations to them. But that was quickly supplanted by the news that Chubba Purdy, Florida State's uh, backup to Jordan Travis, uh, in essence, I think had elevated himself to a place where he was the backup to Jordan Travis. I think that you know, stands to reason, given that we haven't seen McKenzie Milton in some time, and Chuba came in in mop-up duty against UMass in a lopsided affair, and it looked good, as he should have, against an outmanned UMass team, but he has announced that uh, he has hit the tr- at the transfer portal, and uh, you know, Florida State, I think the first thing you think of when hearing that news, other than, oh, well, that's interesting, is what does that mean for Florida State? Well, the first thing you have to think of is that you're down to three scholarship quarterbacks. And if anything happens to Jordan Travis, um, you, you now have uh, less options to go to and I think less um, satisfying options to go to is, is, is a better way. That's a delicate way of saying it. Good for you on the delicate way of saying it. I'm trying. I'm trying, Tom. You are. I'm trying. Uh, so that that's not ideal and um, – now, what you end up, um, you know, I, you go back to something. I, I said to you, Tom, before fall camp began, we talked about it. The fan base speculated about it as well. I mean, all you had to do was go to the warchamp.com message boards or read Twitter or any place that you get opinions from Florida State fans, which is uh, a number of outlets. And I don't know that anybody suspected Chubba Purdy would be back this fall. I didn't think he would be. I thought he was all but gone. Who the hell goes home and leaves the team while rehabbing? I mean, that was a strange... And now, I'm not being critical. I'm just saying that that action led me to believe he was all but gone. And I think typically that is the case when you remove yourself from the team. Uh, but instead, he, I guess, got to where he needed to be, got right, uh, and uh, as he put it, mentally... And, as well as physically, and then came back. And he had a great attitude about it, and he was willing to open up and talk about it, and we certainly all did. We were all there at those uh, collectively as the media at those practices uh, when he was given the opportunity to speak about it. He did, and he seemed to be in a good place. But, you know, that initial reaction is, um, is that that guy's long gone. Turns out it just took a little longer than we would have suspected. And uh, who knows what the reasons are. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know that... It was going all that well for him. I've been out at a number of practices. Uh, not all. of Irish fellow's been at many more practices than I've been at. Uh, but I've been, been out enough 
to tell you that um, it never looked like it was going well for him. Never looked like that was uh, that he was, uh, you know, did not look that he was on the verge of overtaking Jordan Travis to start at quarterback. Right, and that's where, you know, we, we were talking about a tongue-in-cheek at the middle part of fall camp when it was Chubba and Tate getting the line share reps because of the uh, unavailability, you know, the, the deload days for Mackenzie Milton and Jordan Travis, and, and we got the backups some time with the ones. And there's your chance right there mm. to make a statement. Mm-hmm. And given what Jordan Travis is and is not, if you're a quarterback who has mobility and, and you have other elements to your a game. blue chip arm, as the scouting services would well, as the scouting services would say, yeah, I don't think he does. I hear you. I think we can probably say that with more definite, uh, more definitive proof at this point. Because mm-hmm. if you did, you had both of those elements at the level that the services said, you would be making Jordan Travis really work for every snap in live action on Saturdays. Yeah, he was never a threat to the job. But exactly that he wasn't a threat to the job is interesting and telling given that Jordan Travis is exceptional in some areas, mediocre and worse in many other areas. So that's maybe why he decided it's time, man. If I'm not going to beat this guy out, I got to go get I got to go play. I want to play. This is what I want to do. I never begrudge anybody who wants to play. I do think that there is at times and every situation is different. There are at times knee-jerk reactions born out of frustration. I don't know that that this was one of them. This was a case where he, I don't think, was on the cusp of starting anytime soon. Uh, I'm not real sure that he would have been a better option than, let's say, whatever A.J. Duffy is when he first gets here next year. Um, so, you know, that's that's where we're at. He'll leave, and that just gives you less depth. I do think it also limits your options to run the style of play you have had to choose to run uh, because of a lack of personnel and kind of overall what you are in pass pro. So, you know, if 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 Jordan were to get hurt, Chubble would have been your best option because he can most closely run the same offense exactly. that Jordan Travis runs. But, you know, again, if Jordan, the way I would have thought about it is this way. If Jordan Travis goes down due to injury, for all my criticisms of him, this team is screwed. So that, that'll let you know. What Except maybe on the road to Boston College, if Chubba came in in that particular May, maybe, maybe. Oh, maybe. But it won't be because I thought the offense would hum. Right. right. <laughs> because but it would just not be a disaster. Right. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. So the bottom line is uh, that really isn't going to have as big an impact on this team as one might think as long as, knock on wood, Jordan Travis stays healthy for the foreseeable future. But it is, um, you know, it, it would be interesting, and I know Coach is not in a position to where he's going to expound too much about it. They've got game preparation this week for a very important game, a home game that is winnable, but a tough game. Florida State is an underdog this Saturday for a good reason, in my opinion. I think NC State is... Uh, a more physical, better veteran club that uh, comes in here and presents some real problems for you, uh, in particular, real problems for your defense. Uh, I also think Florida State might struggle a little bit to block it up. So this is a game where you're going to have to overcome some things. You're sure as hell going to have to play a lot better on special teams than we've seen in the last number of weeks. But I I say all that to say this, Coach Norvell is not going to expound too much on that in season, and he's not going to talk at length about what went into that decision or the conversations that they had. That's a a different situation. Maybe in the offseason you'll hear something along those lines, but not right now. And uh, I'd be very curious to know the mindset of that staff as to the quarterback group and what they think is their best option moving forward. Uh, I know, obviously, they hope to uh, continue to have the 
firm commitment of A.J. Duffy. Uh, that's for starters. You're trying to elevate the overall talent in the room. Uh, and then I think I wonder, uh, what I would wonder about is, are they interested in any particular quarterback that may be out there? Tom and I speculated last hour because that's what you can do now as a fan of college football. You can look around at situations all over the country in which there is a quarterback who is disgruntled or has not had the kind of season they were hoping to have and begin to speculate whether or not they might be interested in coming to play for you. And we've seen it at a number of schools so far. De'Ara King in state did that, obviously, there with Miami. That kind of worked out for a while. Didn't go over nearly as well as they were hoping it could, but maybe some of that had to do with injury. And, and As it turns out, maybe yeah. he's holding back the next guy you know, with yeah, Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah. so you know, you know, uh, we have seen other places where it's worked, but uh, who knows? Uh, I wonder, is there somebody that they would have their eye on, and you always wonder in this day and age whether it would be on the up and up or not, if there are conversations being had by the right people, uh, in in particular with certain people who represent other p- people, <laughs> that'd be that'd be quarterbacks. Like as we were speculating before, uh, is there something along the lines happening there to elevate competition in the room and give yourself the best chance to win games? You're always looking to see: does a guy who comes in here is he going to upset the apple cart? Does it affect us in recruiting down the line? Is it somebody that could have an immediate impact for the better on our team for next season? So, for example, when you reached out to Jermaine Johnson, you had a desperate need at the position for somebody who could get after the quarterback. Did it help your team immediately? Yes, resoundingly so. Turned out that not only did it help your team physically on the field with him making plays and getting after the quarterback and playing the run well, it also helped you in the locker room. It helped you uh, as a defense to be able to do things you haven't done well in three years. So that's a home run. That is 100%. That is a nailed it. Is there anybody like that at quarterback that you could maybe reach out to who's an unquestionably good leader, prepared to step in and play right away, elevates the room? I don't know. That's an ideal situation, but you're always mining for those kinds of guys, and in particular at a position at quarterback where, A, uh, you'd like that player to be the best player on your team, you like that player to be the best leader on the team, you like that guy to be the hardest-working player on the team because he touches the ball in every play. So it's important. If there's somebody out there that is maybe going to meet that description, then yes, by all means, I would bring that person in. Don't know it. Don't know who that would be, but who knows. I say all that because if you're having a larger conversation with a backup quarterback about his future and he asks you, quite honestly, what what do you see from me? What do you think I am going into next year? And the answer is competing with Jordan Travis and or a transfer and a freshman quarterback in the form of A.J. Duffy, and he doesn't like that answer and wants to ride, then peace out, baby. All right, so let's play the, the chess game a few moves ahead. Let's say that for argument's sake, we don't have any inside knowledge on this right now, but let, let's say for argument's sake that they wanted to hit the transfer portal for, for another quarterback in addition to A.J. Duffy, and it's not signed to in the recruiting class. If that's the case, your quarterback room could very likely next year look like the transfer, A.J. Duffy, Tate, and I don't know if Gino Jordan has... Travis. I, well, no, that's where I'm going. Oh, so I'm sorry. What you you say? If he, if you bring in a transfer, mm, and he who's to say to, that Jordan's going to stick around past spring? If you're Jordan, you're like, well, okay, great. Now, I'm not saying I agree with Jordan, and I don't want you. I don't want to rile you up about that. I'm not trying to play that game right now. But all I'm saying is, if you do go grab a veteran that you believe day one could compete at the very least, if not outright start, and pave the way for AJ Duffy, then what's Jordan doing here? So your quarterback room could be completely different by the time we get to the end of spring camp, if not sooner. Yeah. yeah. 
that's the that's the risk you, that you run, and I know what you would say to that risk. <laughs> You'd say take it. Yeah. But I that's would. the risk that you would run if you go into the transfer market for an established quarterback. If they do that, don't expect Jordan Travis to be around much longer either because he will see the same things that Chubba Purdy saw. You brought in another dude after McKenzie? All right. Message is clear. A.J. Duffy's coming in. You like him? Message is clear. Maybe you get spring camp. Maybe you don't. Well, every kid that is on a team at any position has to come in with the understanding that they will be recruited over. It is their job to hold down the job. It is their job to make it impossible to select anybody else to be the starter. So I I certainly would never worry about bringing in a recruit to compete with an existing starter because it's your job. So you have to do that. Got a starting left tackle who's a sophomore, and I bring – I bring in a freshman five-star left tackle. He's going to compete in practice. If you're any good, you'll beat, beat him out because you've had a year head start in the system, another year in the weight room, a year uh, with the nutrition program, and you should win out. And if you don't, suck it, sit. That's the way it works. Um, but that, that's competition in football. So I wouldn't worry about all that. As far as the transfer portal goes, yes, that's a different discussion. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, because it sends a clear signal that you've been usurped before the, the uh, well, I mean, they battle that, even begins. They sent that message to Jordan this offseason. Yep. They did when they brought in McKenzie Milton. It, it, and good for Jordan Travis for being tough and, yes. and winning the job on his own and you know pulling up his, uh, his bootstraps and saying, let's get it on, I'll win the battle. He did. Now, it helped certainly that McKenzie you know, was damaged goods and couldn't really ever and I step into those throws, and obviously the residual impact of that injury was was too much to overcome. For the full context, though, going back to ACC kickoff, Jordan handled it brilliantly. Oh, there was almost a... Yeah, I think he's a good kid. Yeah, there was almost a, um, a, a subordination. You know what I mean? Where he's like, ah, McKenzie's the star of the show here this week in Charlotte. And I don't think it yeah. was him playing coy, like, wait till they see me in camp. The way he was talking about McKenzie Milton when they were both there in Charlotte, I was there. Everybody, the, the whole tenor of everything was, oh, so he just... Did, deferred, did, McKen- did McKenzie deferred? will yeah. like in player run practices is McKenzie that much better because it seems like this this competition's over you know I said to you at that time I had you on the show at the old place and from Charlotte where you were uh, there covering the team for the ACC champion um, excuse me for the ACC kickoff and I said when I read those quotes man he sounds like a guy who has accepted his fate and right. that seemed right. that seemed unsettling to me I was bothered by how willing he was to concede the position turns out it wasn't so you know um, but if you're talking about maturity level to be able to handle that type of thing, yeah, he's got it. The question is, if you do that twice, is it fair at that point if you're the player to say, well, I mean, guys, okay. It's fine. fair, or you could just say, look, man, I still think I'm going to win the job. Competition's part of that. I like it here. Uh, I get it. You're not in love with me and what I bring uh, to the table, but I also think I'm your best option, and, and I don't know. He, he could stick it out. I just – I hate – well. Uh, yeah. Okay. I just, I, I like Jordan Travis. I think he's a, a, a kid who is willing to accept competition, and I admire that. I think that's pretty much should be the standard. But he, he you know, I, I appreciate that about him. But I, I would not be afraid to recruit over him, and that includes bringing in a transfer portal or anything else. So you, know, you got to recruit over the roster. And I'm have. not trying to put you in a position where you got to kill Jordan Travis here, right? You know, in, in order for the betterment of the program, you're like, I don't care that you love. Him. Because I agree, ultimately. Yeah. If you can go get a, a, yeah. a proven transfer, you go get him yesterday. If Max Johnson wants to come here, Tom, I'm accepting Of him. course he is. Yes. <laughs> I believe we've established that point. 
<laughs> my point is that if you if now you are pushed further into forcing your hand to go to the transfer portal and not bring in two high school recruits, let's say, this is only the beginning for the shift in the quarterback room. That would be my point. Yeah, yeah, it would be. I wonder, and I, I do, I think that there's a chance, Tom, given where we're at in the rebuild, and that's what this is, if you understand that you're not on the cusp of competing for a championship anytime soon and that you're still in the process of elevating the talent, raising the floor of this roster, and that you know it's incumbent upon you to get some wins, so you've got some tough decisions to make, whether that be player personnel, for lack of a better term, and or your coaching staff, okay, if you don't just ride this out for one more year with Jordan and say he's given, he's got the most amount of experience within our offense, I'm going to add to what he does. Right. So we're going to add. We to now what know he, what he can do. We've right. got a full year yeah. to, to play in. And we're going to yeah. add to this. And and yes, we're limited, but we're going to play to his skill set. And we're just going to accept the good with the bad. And then we develop and go from here. If you just go ahead and accept that, maybe. Now that's interesting mm-hmm. because you would really have to almost have two levels of, of development going on. Yes, that are quite separate one another. And so the question I would ask is, do you have enough depth, enough depth where your frontline guys can run the Jordan offense, mm-hmm. and then your young guys can run the AJ offense, and then there's almost and like a wholesale got replacement? In practice, you've got something going there. Now because we're building towards something. Yes. If the answer is no, then you almost want to bring in somebody who's going to run the AJ offense sooner. Because you don't want your frontline guys who are going to be working with AJ to have to learn a whole new offense. Because truthfully, that's the, what we're doing right now. I mean, you think about week-to-week preparation. This is where they really got hurt in the first month of the season. Where you're trying to play the hot hand with McKenzie and Jordan. Well, they they couldn't ho- run more opposite things. No, and they were hoping against hope, as it turns out that McKenzie could fight through. And, and I don't mean fight through as in he wasn't tough enough. He tried. It just didn't work. His body let him down. But they were hoping that he'd be able to, through rest days and time off and all that, he'd be able to overcome the physical maladies that he was suffering through. And the reason they were is because it would give you a drop-back pass game, which they simply do not have with Jordan Travis. And it didn't work out. It didn't work out. Now, that's fine. I mean, eventually they did find their answer, and they now run what we run. And, you know, you just got to do the best you can with that. Yeah. I see a conversation going on right now in the chat, and it's interesting because it's relative to what you're saying. If you had known that this is the McKenzie that you were going to get in terms of capability of playing, not so much. Would if you, I, would you I, have still made the move, or would you have just said, you know what, let's just circle the wagons around Jordan all off season and see what we can do? Hindsight's always going to make it easier. but So if you told me I knew that McKenzie Milton could not come in and win the job and would be not even close to what he once was, would I still have done it? Would the benefit of him in the quarterback room been enough no, that you... Okay, no. yeah, that's what I thought. No, God, no. No. Chef Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. School Georgia Satellite still holds up. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. You know, one of the things to to not to uh, to note here is that this is a little less about uh, I think a little less about criticizing Jordan Travis. I have been critical of Jordan Travis's um, overall quarterback play. Uh but I've also praised him, certainly, for some of the things that he does uh, exceptionally well and that he's unique, uniquely gifted to do. And I've also understood it's the byproduct of a situation that is not ideal and that he's had a great attitude, he's a hard worker, he's, you know, a smart kid, hardworking kid, well-liked kid, so it's never, it's never going to be personal with him. Uh, so, but it, to me, this is less about like, okay, well, Jordan Travis isn't this thing. We need to find somebody who can be that thing. And if we just had that thing, we'd be better. No, Florida State's a ways away. I do think you have to improve the quarterback room in the same way that I think what we have at linebacker right now is not good enough. In the same way that I think we're lacking at depth on the offensive line. In the same way that I think our receivers are nowhere near the caliber of receivers that Florida State should have when operating at peak efficiency understanding that it can't be a snap-your-fingers, make-it-all-better-overnight situation, then you have a longer, more nuanced dialogue about what is possible and what's the best way to go about it. None of it is tinged with vitriol. It is frustrating to be in the position we're in. It is aggravating to have to wait on the kind of success that we all want. But I am patient and do understand it takes time. And so, you know, Jordan will give us what he gives us, and they have to figure out a way to elevate competition in the quarterback room. They have to figure out a way, whether that is through two quarterback recruits that are coming from the high school ranks, as they initially did before one decided to bow out of the competition and go to, in his mind, greener pastures. Or is it a a high school recruit recruit that you develop and he starts in a in a, you know a couple of years unless he comes in and he's just phenomenal and wows you in the interim while bringing in uh, a transfer portal product and the competition is intense and maybe you run the risk if you do that of Jordan Travis leaving like you suggested maybe he would I don't know um, you know you have to sit down they have to sit down as a coaching staff and figure out the best approach but that room has to get better that's all we're saying that room has to get better it's not where it should be but I want to make it clear that. If, in fact, you had somebody who was a more uh, capable quarterback in the passing game, I don't think Florida State would magically be you know, a, a nine-win team this year. They have problems at receiver. They have problems at uh, the offensive line, especially with the injuries that they've incurred this year. If that had played out the same way, that would be a problem, for no matter who's quarterback. They have problems at linebacker. They've been wildly inconsistent in the secondary. They've gotten better from the first half to the second half of the season. They were terrible in the first half of the season. None of that would have changed. So it's just a larger discussion about how far Florida State has to go. And in some ways, we echoed that 
on Monday when we talked about that game was a sobering reminder that if you face anybody who's any good on defense at all and has the athletes coordinated as they would be with Brent Venables to shut down Travis's great strength, well, then you're screwed. And that's all that was, just a sobering reminder that that's where you're at. Well, and now if you are indeed shopping in the transfer portal and you're not going to the you know class of 2022 looking for a second quarterback, that would also mean that you're looking for a certain type of player. you got to have a mobile guy. Now, Mike has often said that it doesn't matter what type of quarterback runs the system, and it bears out. You've seen more statuesque players mm-hmm. at, in his time at Memphis have success, and then, you know, obviously he's found a way to have limited success, but offensive explosive, explosiveness with Jordan Travis. So there's a scope and, and a spectrum that he can operate with. But given what looks like it's coming back next year, you've got to have a mobile guy. So if you're looking in that transfer portal and you see somebody who's a statue that's available, he ain't for us. Unless we're bringing in two or three offensive linemen that we don't know about yet. The offensive line will be better next year, provided they're healthy. They'll be deeper next year, both because of recruits and they do have the opportunity, I think, to bring in a transfer portal. I, a player, I would. Uh, I most certainly would, by the way. A plug-and-play guy. Oh, yeah. Yes, now. Yes. All-American. Yeah, well, I'd bring in an sure, All-American. Sure. That's what I'd do. Well, they tried. They did. They did try. Well, and that offensive line was still a mess at Notre Dame. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Kane Madden. Yeah. So, and he hasn't played well for them. Now, but he probably would be our best player on the offensive line. We could have had him and Dylan Gibbons. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Would have been nice. Anyhow, uh, you know, that that's... <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're right. I, oh, yeah. I, you're feeling that straitjacket of the long-term rebuild. No, and it, but you have to find ways to get better incrementally. You've got to continue to grow, climb. You've got to keep getting better. I do feel that, and I felt that all year long, but yeah. you've got to continue to get better. Now, my biggest fear that if we're just talking about where Florida State's headed and what's going to happen and how long it's going to take and how quickly can we, uh, can we expedite the process, my biggest fear is that – We'll take a step forward on offense next year for a variety of reasons. Another year with this offensive line getting bigger and stronger and eating properly and doing all that stuff and being in the system and Atkins working with them and all that, all right? So that, they'll get better. You're, you're pretty good at running back. You know, you, you, you at least have Treshawn Ward. We think Toafili will get there. He's got to put on weight, mm-hmm. but, he's, but yep. he's, you know. Yeah, Corbin pretty, might be gone. Yeah, but you're pretty good at running back. Uh, you got to find a way to get a lot better at tight end. Jesus. But wide receivers have been a – issue too, but they'll be better too. They'll be better too, just a, a year in the system. All right, but you know what's going to take a step back, in my opinion, and maybe I'm wrong because they do hit on some kids, but they're going to take a step back on defense, and that defense is not a, is not great to begin with uh, because I think you're going to lose Fabian Lovett, you're going to lose Kier Thomas, you're going to lose Jermaine Johnson. Damn, man, if I just stop there, we got problems. Yeah, what if Coop says he's done enough too? Yes. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's where yeah. The, that's where maybe uh, the cash the cash would be in <laughs> for the defensive line. You know what? If you have to spend a certain amount of cash on on the defensive line versus a quarterback, at least you know what you have. You could build an offense around Jordan. And if you need to spread that love to the front four, well, and I want to I want to point this out though. Who's uh, George's third team? Let's go get him. Well, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I will say. There's a chance that Malcolm Ray continues to grow. He's getting better. Yeah, he's played well. There's a chance. Now, obviously, I love Dennis Briggs before that cheap shot artist at Louisville screwed us. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Son Hopefully he bitch. comes back. Um, you know, uh, yes, if he comes Full back. Full speed, I mean. Yes, yes. Uh, 
Yeah, maybe you get something like Quayshawn Fuller who provided he flashed. a flash. Yeah, I was happy to see that. There I we was go. too. He there were some flashes in camp. You know, maybe maybe you get a little something from Quayshawn Fuller. Okay, but you still have to do a lot more right, there. Yeah. You, Jermaine Johnson's a different level. Oh, that we're buddy, trying to get to here. Yeah. Oh, buddy. But obviously, it hasn't worked out for if you go to linebacker. Lundy is limited. Deloach is limited. They're your best options currently. Steven Dix can't play. Uh, Cortez Andrews is what he is. I mean, you just don't have – I mean, Jaleel right. McCray didn't work out, Tom. Right, yeah. I think we can safely say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you need Jermaine Johnson to not spend time prepping for the draft. He needs to uh, pound the pavement, so to speak. He needs to go on in the recruiting circles on these trips with Mike Norvell and extol the virtues of this program to every college across this country. I mean, he needs to have a stump speech ready to go at quads everywhere in the southeast <laughs> about the greatness that you can find at Florida State. <laughs> he needs to be our biggest recruiter. Man, when I when I oh man, well, it's it's one thing to to worry about what has to happen in the off season, uh, and then there is which is sobering. But when you're in a rebuild, everything is sobering because there are so many glaring mistakes and errors and things to overcome and or talent deficiencies that you're just it's just omnipresent you know oh they had that red right he's just not fast enough oh that play is there he just can't see it you know you you that's what this weekend was well you do that all the time you do it every saturday and some teams if you make those mistakes beat you 10 out of 10 times others because they're lacking too in this godforsaken sorry conference aren't able to take advantage of those uh, deficiencies, and you find ways to win games. And, you know, we're very fortunate that this conference right now is not very good. And so there are only a couple of teams that I think 100% of the time can take advantage of those weaknesses in personnel. Clemson is one of them, and we still almost won the game. You know, with with a, you know, outside of the big play, it really didn't do much. You certainly didn't do anything in the second half on offense. You did nothing. In the second half. All your offense came in the first half. That was it. Thanks for playing. We had a bolt-action rifle, and they had uh, fortification, the likes of which the Germans would be proud of. <laughs> so it's, you know, when that happens. But, but, before you sit there completely bereft of hope, watching, as I said, a Quayshawn Fuller make a play, a Malcolm Ray play well, uh, knowing that Dennis Briggs, if he can get back healthy after the injury, is a good player. Seeing uh, a player like uh, Demory Tate make a play, right? How exciting. Or Marion Cooper. Yeah, Marion Cooper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How yeah. big a play was that, right? I mean, yep. so you saw some guys. Are you going to get some help in that secondary? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and also they've settled in on some guys, so okay. I mean, I think Kevin Olsen's a really good player. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got growing pains, but he's playing. He's well. a good he, player, he's man. Got and that's a freshman. That's a freshman. Uh, Jamie Robinson's and players like that. You've got mm-hmm. some guys there, so you're gonna get better. I don't want to make it. I don't want to paint a picture so bleak that people are like, well, why do we watch the games? What the, you know, this is yeah. Part we don't want of, that at no, Warchant.com. But I don't even mean it that way. I mean it as I don't even mean it from a business sort of standpoint. I'm just mean it as from a fan standpoint. You you have things. You just have to be willing. Now, if there are is if there is gross incompetence, you have to call it out. Like our special teams is unacceptable. That is unacceptable. Whomever's responsible for that, and I know you're going to say Papooch is fine, but ultimately the head coach is responsible for finding an answer. It's on Mike, too. Well, that's what and I mean. He's got that tattooed on his bicep. Right. Special so, teams. Come on. <laughs> Not literally, everybody. But, yeah, man, wouldn't that be something? 
needs to do some more curls, I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I mean, that is unacceptable. It's fair to say that that something, there's a disconnect there. Namely, why won't any of you guys catch the ball? Anywhere but the five-yard line. Yeah. In the five-yard oh, line, we got go you covered. Of, you'll go out of your way to catch the ball inside the 10. Diving efforts on the three to make a catch on a punt. But sweet Jesus, God forbid you're there at the 30 with an opportunity to get us something near midfield. No chance you're catching that. That ball's hopping and rolling and taking its sweet time down to the five while we sit there and lament our existence. And it's never rolling back. It's oh, rolling forward. No, it's always got a forward lean, baby. It is always like, look at that. It's going to keep going. Look at that top spin. It's like when you miss hit your tee shot, but you catch it with a little top spin. That's like, right. That's okay. That's going to roll for days, Tommy. It's moving forward at a level. <laughs> It's moving forward at a level that makes Dan Mullen uncomfortable. He finds the football a little too progressive. Oh, man. I think, I swear, that guy is trying to get fired. I think so. Oh, I think he is. Yeah. I think Dan Mullen is trying to get fired. He's done. He hates it. He doesn't like college football. He doesn't like kids that they can just transfer whenever they want. He thinks this whole thing sucks. He doesn't like to recruit. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah, that Spider-Man thing with 2017 Jimbo and, and current Dan Mullen is fantastic. It is the best. It's he, perfect. You stop recruiting? Me too. <laughs> oh, it's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. You know, I wonder if we can, uh, you know, the prob- problem is, Tom, as we try to lure those free agents in the world of college football, um, but, you know, are we in a place to, to do so successfully compared to what, I, you know, other universities have shown themselves to be, not because of the product on the field, but rather because of NIL? And do we have people with the... Uh, Connections and coffers that are willing to do the right thing and help out in luring that player that uh, expedites the process. No, that's what NIL is all about. Some might say it's for athletes to make money off of their name, image, and likeness, as would be described in the letters NIL. I say it means that it's open season for big-time boosters to make things happen. Of course it is. And we're only seeing what it's going to look like this offseason for the first time. Yeah, the biggest problem we have is uh, we, we haven't shown any sign that we can compete at a high level in that regard. I mean, Porsche, deal- Porsche dealerships and the like aren't happening no. here. As no, we've seen in other all. places, quite literally happening in other places. Crowdfunding, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I would hope we'd have those things organized within the structure of the well, boosters, but we'll see. For more than just you know, brick and mortar stuff for a program, you got to make sure there are a few guys that if 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 you only have enough for a few, let's make sure that uh, a certain former linebackers kid is well taken care of. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Let's make sure that Travis Hunter doesn't feel more wanted elsewhere than here. Right. What I would say to big-time boosters who have, let's say, skyboxes at Doak and executive suites at uh, the Tucker Center, Mm -hmm. I'd say to them, listen, 
you have a certain level of contribution every year to the boosters, and we know that, and we expect, for the most part, those things to be there. But if you can show us receipts of, you know, maybe an endorsement deal for a player <laughs> in lieu of your contributions to the boosters. You're good to go. Your skybox is secure. Yeah. Don't worry about we it. We don't have any worries about You have that. your place. We will divert those funds where necessary. No problem. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a reimbursement form. Yeah. You just show that, we're but good to go. You, well, listen, that's just another form, frankly, of getting creative. It is just another creative way of ensuring those loyal to the cause can do what they can need to do to make sure that we're taken care of. And if that feels icky, it shouldn't. Because now it's okay. It's okay to say those things. Uh, a lot of you have noted that um, A.J. Duffy is no longer at IMG. Do I know anything more? It does appear, Michael Langston did post on yeah. com that he is. There's only two games left or something thereabouts in the season. So, I don't know. I don't know if that's a, he's just not happy there or I don't, I don't know what that is. Seems odd. There's a couple games left. You, know, you can still play. Maybe he thinks, eh, in a month. I'm signing with Florida State. What the hell? I'm not going to risk getting injured. Look at this. Chubba Purdy's gone. I'm going to take the job right away. <laughs> that's, that's certainly one way to view it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll continue to follow it. There's been no clarification as to why he is no longer at IMG or no longer on the roster or whatever that might be. Don't be stupid, AJ. Hopefully you didn't do anything stupid well, and this is just a yeah, legitimate reason. I'm not going to assume You're as picking much. out your apartment. That's what yeah, you're doing. I, I, I have no idea. But uh, And I'm not even going to begin to speculate on that. If we knew something, we'd tell you. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not avoiding talking about what it. What is going on with these quarterbacks? Ah. Petulant children can't handle waiting. <laughs> uh, I need my Duffy update now. Just after you say that. It's going to happen. I've spoken into being Max Johnson. Come on down, baby. Come on down. Max. Let's go. Me and your dad go way back. I'll play ping pong late into the night with him. You should just send Brad selfies of you around campus every day with no context. Still beautiful here, Brad. Still beautiful, just like when you were here. It's even prettier now. Look at this. They've developed this. They've built this. Yeah. Look at all the trick shots you could perform on these basketball courts. The funny thing is, if I texted Brad right now about Max, he probably wouldn't get back to me. If I texted Brad right now about some sort of threatening, I'll beat your ass in ping pong, I'd get a text back inside of 30 uh, you, seconds. No, the phone would start ringing. Yeah. It'd, oh, we'll, we'll come. Let's get it on. Where? Uh, well, let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Click. Yeah. Text me. Where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would happen. It would happen. Uh, what are you going to do? you got to find a, a, a ringer in table tennis to and play Brad. Him, yeah, and tell him for his son's services at Florida State there as a quarterback. Is. Yeah. Here's the deal. Come to tally. Take your whooping like a man, Brad. Either that, you got a guy that'll take the belt, and your son comes and starts for us next year. Or we find out what it takes in a certain dealership around town to uh, land an endorsement of a quarterback, either for Miami or Florida, to switch sides before the game. While they're going through warm-ups, you hear, especially if it was here in Tallahassee, so you hear the PA announcer say that starting for Florida State today is Van Dyke. And mm -hmm. people go, what? What? Yeah. Is our PA guy on drugs? And the next thing you see, you look at the 50-yard line, and Van Dyke is taking off the Miami jersey. And Mike Norvell walks out a garnet jersey to Van Dyke. <laughs> becomes an, a WWE event. Immediately eligible. Here we go. So I, this is going to make you laugh. Um, I'm just going to read something from you. The, the headline of the story is how Jorge Soler's World Series home run ball ended up at an apartment party outside the stadium. What a great headline. That's awesome. 
When Manuel Ramos' brother invited him over to his perfectly located abode at the 500 Crawford downtown apartments, he thought he was just going to drink some beers and crane his neck in order to watch some baseball from the apartment's fifth floor balcony. Instead, he walked away with a piece of baseball history. Ramos, his brother Richard, and a large group of friends were having a World Series Game 6 watch party on Tuesday night just a block outside Bennett Maid Park, Crawford boxes, when they heard a groan inside the ballpark and then saw a flying white object coming right at them. <laughs> it bounced off an awning outside the stadium, and uh, 446 feet was the shot that Jorge Soler hit giving the Braves a 3 to nothing lead at the time. The ball made a loud bang when it hit about 20 feet into the green awning that protects fans from elements as they enter the ballpark. Then it rolled off the end of the line on the sidewalk, just sitting there, a piece of World Series memorabilia, at which point those young men raced down from the apartment oh, yeah. to grab said ball. Uh, that is pretty awesome. They didn't give it away for 50 bucks in a signed jersey like the dude who got Brady's touchdown. Yeah. I would have run out of the stadium immediately. Well, he ended up getting a lot more than that. Though. I know he did. He did. Yeah. Season tickets for a couple of years. But not I just mean, that. I think he also got the some Bitcoin thing or whatever it was. I mean, he got he got a bunch of stuff. He got Oh, that's right. He yeah, got yeah. one full Bitcoin. Well, yeah, he got Yeah, see, he did all right. He all right did, that's he, not bad. He did okay. Could have yeah. done better if he ran out of the stadium immediately with that football. I just think it's awesome that if you find that story, they'll give you a shot from the balcony. They show you where they were standing when they saw the ball leaving the stadium. It was that far. It's a, I mean, it's a, it's a good distance from the stadium. You have to cross the street. <laughs> Jorge Soler, have mercy. The man has a family. Well, what's interesting <laughs> is, oh, whoa! You got to admire the Braves for trying to lay the hammer down like that. Uh, and no pun intended for late Hank Aaron. But Freddie Freeman's home run in the previous game was, was gargantuan. Yes, yes. I mean, my God, these Braves aren't just hitting Rafael Palmero first road jobbers. No, no, those were bombs. The Soler home run when he hit it, I cra- I started laughing. He swung so violently. Yeah, I was like, "Woo!" You see the expression on that lady's face in the crowd too. Yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> she gave the look. Like, oh, and then they cut to Dusty. He's like chucking a toothpick. Oh, he's like, "Well, that's assault." <laughs> that man just assaulted my pitcher with that shot. <laughs> Yeah, Solaire hit some bombs this postseason and uh, rightfully won the MVP, but my goodness gracious. I'll see if we can get that lady for maybe uh, tomorrow's Redemption Thursday. Oh, I think she look? might be a reactionary to yeah. you know maybe some picks. Like, what? I got to delve deep. Hey, I don't know if you did it, but uh, I did. And, um, man, oh, happy day of the world we live in, Tom. I pick up this phone right here. Oh. I click this button right there, and I go, doop, doop, that's a bet. Doop, doop, that's another bet. Just saying in due time, our friends at the Hard Rock Sportsbook are going to do the right thing. Wait till they sponsor us. Woo! You think he talked about gambling before. $1 million a year, that's all it's going to (laughs) take. That's all it's going to take, guys. That's your handle. We got you covered. That's all it's going to take. Come back, wrap it up momentarily. Hang it. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Some roofing companies say they're the best in town with the best price around and safety is their top priority, but they don't always have your best interest at heart at T-Spark Enterprises Roofing and Construction. They believe in doing things the right way and the safe way. Employees undergo 
routinely safety, uh, routine safety training and are constantly being educated on new techniques and new materials like becoming master metal applicators, which I think is cool. Is that like master metal applicators? Could you be Slayer? Oh, easily. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's a multi-purpose term. Have you considered a new metal roof before? Have you? Huh? Long-lasting and durable. You're in luck because T-Spark Enterprises Roofing and Construction are the best in town, period. Call them today, 766-1340. Or get a free quote today at tsparkconstruction.com. Have you considered a metal roof? I have not. Uh, thankfully, when I moved into my home last year, which it's now been a full year, uh, they said that I've got another seven to ten years. So good job by the previous owners. But there you go, buddy. when it's time to make that consideration, I'm only calling one person. It's Travis, man. T-Spark. Uh, speaking of friends of the program and those who do business with us and warrant your business as well, let's uh, take a look at our friends over at North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant and onboarding and integration into payroll. You can speak, Jeff. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFordaPayroll.com. So no probables because the Braves are your reigning World Series champions until next year when the season gets started. Well, they'll still be until somebody either vanquishes them or takes home the title on their own. We'll see. I think that Braves team is young and good and going to be around for a while. So Braves fans have a lot to be excited about. Their best player didn't play. That's right. And I would think that the King's ransom for Freddie Freeman is now going to be paid. Uh, Yeah. You kind of have to. Kind of have to pay that. He asked, you know what? I'm happy for him. Good guy, one of the good guys at the game, and showed up big in the postseason. How about Joe Buck trolling the Braves fans last night, too? What could be his final at bat uh, as a Brave? It's like, Joe. Yeah. Well, he. I mean, I like trolling the Braves, too, man, but, you know, in no, that moment, they're going to pay the man. Leave that be. They're going to pay the man. You want to know the odds, though, for next year? Oh, Dodgers yeah. are your odds on favorite. If you want to just take a team right now to win the 2022 World Series, you're going to get plus, obviously, no matter who you pick, because to take one team uh, the day after a World Series champion is, is kind of insane. But uh, you could get on the Dodgers right now at plus 550. The next closest to that, uh, or the next best, I mean, in terms of the odds on favor to win, are those Astros at plus 700. Now, where is the great value? It's not in those two teams. I think you get great value out of the Rays at plus 1,600. Uh, I think there's great value in the Braves at plus 1,200 uh, right now. That's good value as well mm-hmm. um, because, again, they get Acuna back, and yeah. that team is, is loaded. Uh, That's a you, good system that they have. And a great GM. Bastards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, anybody on the outskirts there looking in that you think uh, maybe better have a chance to make a big run? Mm, I think we probably went down as far on that list as I want to go. Good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Redemption Thursday. Coach Hamilton joins us.